Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hey, welcome everybody to The Roundtable, episode number 15, and we just learned that we're going to be ending, so we're making it in seasons now, right? So. We're going to be ending season three, coming up here at the end. Two. Two. Going into season three. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so, we, so we're all counting on Jenny because there's going to be this big cliffhanger oh, that's yes, going to lead yes. us from season two. Yeah. No, pre- no pressure. None. I at all. I don't feel it. Yeah. Jenny works best under pressure. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. welcome everybody to the roundtable. Again, just a description of what we're doing and what we're hoping to accomplish. So the roundtable was an opportunity for us to say, we want to go deeper from the Sunday morning. So it's a conversation one person talking, nobody else talking back. We've learned through the years, most people forget what you say on Sunday morning. So can we continue the conversation and not just a conversation from my perspective, which is what you already get, but through other people's perspective. And especially what's been so cool about this year is bringing on guests. So (laughs) being able to have guests with us to be able to talk through, like, this is how it applies to my life and this is how I'm using it so that we can help you guys as listeners and watchers engage, you know, into taking another step, you know, in what, whatever Jesus wants uh, each one of us to do. So our first segment is Welcome to Welcome. Jenny, our co-host, Hello. like always, hey. the, the person that's on forever, and Nikki, <laughs> who is our special guest today. So, Jenny, get us caught up. Lots of stuff going on in your life right now, I'm assuming, because oh, yes. it's Christmas. Yep. And so tell us what's going on. What's going on in the life well, of Jenny right now? This is unrelatable to Christmas, but <laughs> so it's something Is it I- unrelatable or unrelated? I don't know. Why? Is, is there a difference? Should there be? Is there? It's not in my herb <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what you say and yeah. see. Okay. Wait, why? What? Just, just keep going. Just tell me what you're... It, it should be unrelated. So it's unrelated? I don't know. Or unrelated? <laughs> it's un... Whatever. You know what it is. It doesn't matter it's, what I'm supposed to be talking It's about. not related to yes. what you're supposed to yes. be saying. So wow. My words right. just get yeah, really thrown perfect. out there sometimes. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, okay. so... So, I'm watching this... This show it's called America's Book of Secrets okay mm-hmm. and it's about the government it's yep. about everything else but the first episode was on aliens <laughs> so I've been dying to talk about this because they have so many what I'm like I was really you, I watched two Area things. 52 two, yes. yes yeah Area 51 51 oh dang it 51 Area 51 <laughs> right and then some of the presidents have said that they've seen aliens mm. and then when they went up to the moon there was like two minutes where they cut out the things because Neil said that he saw aliens Neil who Armstrong he saw an alien that's what was said okay so, so, so tell us, where are you at? Do you believe in aliens? Well, that's what I came here to discuss. <laughs> is it in the Bible or not? What? Is like, it in the Bible that what? that there could be another life out there? Like, I was sitting back, and I'm just like, well, I'm very easily gullible, and <laughs> I, like, relate to a lot of things, so I, like, I felt like it was true. Okay. Just, like, everything. I mean, you've got to watch this show. I've already seen it. You have? Mm-hmm. Where the, they do the Ku Klux Klan and all that? Mm-hmm. I'm terrified of them. They <laughs> Why? Ever since, like, third grade. Why would you be terrified I of the Ku Klux Klan? Says, but I don't know. They're scary. Walking around in their white Yes, I don't mm-hmm. like it. It's like the Coneheads, man. <laughs> 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 you 
ever watch that no, show? No, but why would you be afraid of the Coneheads? Because they're scary too. <laughs> they look like cake. Well, I, take a vote to ask Nick. Nick, do you believe in aliens? Yeah, Nick, do you believe in aliens? I like the word that they use, the extracurricular. <laughs> the extracurricular, <laughs> extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial, not curricular. I even practiced that a few times before. <laughs> that was last night. Like Jenny. So Nick, do you believe in the extraterrestrial? <laughs> so Nick, give us a little. Extraterrestrial. Yeah. You got cholesterol. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, right. Thank you. I don't necessarily think, yeah. You wouldn't be surprised that there is another life form living on another Earth. Yeah. Far away. I mean, they just found like a hundred more or a hundred, I don't know how many exact, but they just found a ton more planets out there in the solar system. Weird. You know what I mean? Nikki, like, are you are you gonna weigh in? Are you an extraterrestrial? Mm-mm, no. No extraterrestrial. No, no, extraterrestrial. no aliens. Have you seen all the evidence though behind no. it? The government is hiding like they are covering it up. Like they don't want people to know. And it's weird. Is it like a conspiracy yes, theory kind of thing? But it's more than that because the president doesn't even know about Area 51. Like, mm. he's not even allowed to know anything that What? I swear, they keep so much from him because he's on a, which just actually made sense, they call him, like, he's a... Um, president? No, no. <laughs> yeah, he's a president, but he's a part... Yeah, like a part-time, or a, not a part-time employee, but a, <laughs> what is that called? The president of the United States yes. is a part-time okay, employee. Okay, not a part-time, that's not what I meant, but when okay. you only have the job temporarily, like seasonal kind mm. of a thing, but it's not seasonal. <laughs> what is that called? I can't think of it right now. You know what I mean? Wait, okay, let's start, let's talk about the state of the world that we're in right now with our young people. Our kidding. president is a seasonal worker. <laughs> he gets unemployed. <laughs> yeah. It's the state of our our young what? people. You know what I'm and saying, I get it. He's a not a temp, but okay, what is that called? <laughs> I know it's just getting deeper. I love it because it's just oh. like this is how our young people view our president. He's just a seasonal worker. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. For being the no, it's okay. Bad person. No, of it's okay. Generation. Well, that's why we're on the whole extraterrestrial. Do you believe in yes. ghosts too? I feel like there could be, um, like, obviously there's demonic things, spirits, and stuff like that. So I think so, yeah. But you don't believe in, like, people being ghosts? I don't think so. I've never seen it. I've never seen one. I've never seen one, but I, um, last week I had a something happen. I woke up <gasps> one, the morning, uh, one morning, and there was a feather laying on my bed, like perfectly laying on my bed. And do you have a down comforter? No, I have no, (laughs) I have no feather pillows. I have no feather comforters. I have no feathers in my room next to my bed. And it was laying right next to me when I woke up that morning. So there is something about feathers, right? Did somebody say it to you? Yeah. I was reading it. It's supposed to be like angels watching over you and like, it's supposed to be like good luck and just really, have you heard the Tyler Harrison story? No, Nick, you've heard it, right? About how he found a feather in his Bible? Yeah. No. Yeah, like he had no feathers mm-hmm. around, and uh-huh. he, had, he ended up, he was going through this time mm-hmm. of trying to figure out what his purpose is uh-huh. and struggling because he was at one church and didn't know what to do and yeah. opened up his Bible, and there was a feather. And then there were certain wow. things for, like, certain co- color of feathers. Yours was really? black. Mine was black. 
So like there's a meaning for like gray feathers or white feathers or whatever. So a girl like a I'm not word? I didn't I only read about the black uh-huh. just because what is that black? was a just about like angels are you know watching. But we would I mean but we would really believe we believe mm-hmm. that there are an, angelic beings right. on this earth and we would believe that they're demonic yeah. right. angels. Like so we believe in the whole like created beings that can transfer space and time, Mm -hmm. right? So we believe in that. I'm saying goes from the standpoint of somebody dies and comes back Mm -hmm. and haunts, you know? So I'm for sure believe in the supernatural, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that there are angels and demons which can transcend, you know, those time and space that can have it in the spiritual realm, war Uh in the spiritual realm, but can also be present in the physical well Mm -hmm. it says that there are times that you might have entertained an angel right 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 because it could take on the form of a human being Mm -hmm. and it says that you could entertain angels so which is really cool if you think about it i love that right the idea that you know angels and i mean in the fear of demons you know all that going on so yeah. that's cool like yeah. the, the feather it is really yeah neat. that was it like said so it surprised me i woke up and i was like what does this mean yeah <laughs> this right. it was one day i think it was last week one day wow yeah that and like so said cool. and it was a nice size feather and i'm looking around my room going like <laughs> were you going through anything like internally that like that just i don't know it just like spoke to you more than it would on i mean i've been you know dealing with the whole you know, like cancer thing. Right. And so there's times where, but that really is the only like thing that I can think of that I would have, you know, been thinking about maybe and just. And you, you know, what's funny about all that is, is there are people who would say, well, a bird must have flew in. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they just, they want to explain away the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why do you always try to explain it away? I mean, it's, it's obvious that it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if we go back to scripture, so that's why back to your question, like I can't really answer the question by scripture if there's aliens. Mm-hmm. I know. Right? right. Because you can't, you can't go to scripture and say, God's created another life and that there was evidence of another life like you can't see that in scripture so i can't mind goes to so the bible was created on earth this is just where my mind went the whole time okay (laughs) the bible was created on earth right so what if like i don't know what if like there was another bible on a different planet no i'm just saying like as an example god uh, has allowed us to get windows or pictures into other realms. Uh-huh. So, and, or people from other realms coming back. So mm-hmm. in the Mount uh, Transfiguration, when he brought back, I think it was Moses and Elijah. And I got to look at this again, but anyway, they came back, they had already died and they came back and uh-huh. they were on a mountain and you could see him and look at him. So there are people that have, transcended and you could see and or you know the rich man Lazarus where it says he was able to see into Abraham's bosom or into heaven so he was able to see a window into another realm or another place so I would just assume if God was going to say to us like let me show you another existence like let me show you what else is going on I'm not saying it's not true I mean he's the God of the universe he could do anything but I would assume if he wanted us to know like there is another where he's starting over because that's the other thing is, is that God said he created humans, Mm -hmm. right? He doesn't really say aliens, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And they don't talk about this being like another human. Like when they talk about it, these aren't talked about as humans, Mm -hmm. like a creation of human. It's like other life. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Like it's a, it's a 
extra extra it's like an extracurricular <laughs> being that's come yes. down to suck the life out of our planet yeah. well that yeah right but then again people are saying that it's a whole conspiracy theory in itself for the government to like trap us in i believe that <laughs> no i I think it's Great fun to get there. roped into all the conspiracy theories because there's also a conspiracy theory saying we never landed on the moon. Really? Yeah, you should look up that one. Oh, like so we never scary. really did land on the moon. I could hmm. see that being true. <laughs> For real. That That's where so Neil easy. Armstrong saw the, the beings, what? but we didn't even land on well, the moon. Hey, I'm not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love conspiracy theories, though. Oh, Don't I, when I watch out, that... They freak me out, man. Yeah. No, I watched The Book of Secrets. Now, I do think the government has a lot of yes. secrets. Mm-hmm. Yes. That part, I believe, is true. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think the government hides tons of stuff behind the scenes that oh, yeah. we know nothing yeah. about. And we would oh, be yeah. appalled... If we knew if some we of the, know. Mm-hmm. yeah, if you knew some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, I like think you would, would be disgusting. You would lose a lot of trust in government. Yes, mm-hmm. would oh, be absolutely. my guess. More than what people have. Yeah, already. I was gonna um, say. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> that would help. Yeah. Oh. Okay, last one. So then I was watching the show that, um, and this is gonna make me so mad. It already does. But this man, he was convicted on death row for this crime for that he never did. But his roommate said that he was there and kind of like set up the scene to make it seem like he killed this woman, but he never did. So he spent 35 years in prison on an unlawful conviction and he's on like sitting on death row. And so the, did he get out? Well, the people that are trying to help him, what are those called? The people that are like the advocates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they took on his case because they saw the facts and the one that like the thing that made him convicted on death row was the testimony of this guy who is a jailhouse informant who has informed in the same county on 36 cases. Wow. And they just kept listening to him. Yes. And they, that is what all the jury had said was the thing that was like, oh my gosh, that's, he has to be guilty. Yeah. And it's just like, he came back and, um, they had evidence of the one guy that originally said that he did it or that his friend did it. He came back and said that he didn't do it, but they couldn't, that his friend didn't do it, but they couldn't do anything about it because you have to go to court. Mm-hmm. You have to do all these like things in order, you know, that takes years, even though he said yeah. that he didn't do have it. Have you ever listened to the podcast, This American Life? No, but is it going to make me mad? <laughs> Stuff like that <laughs> well, makes me this, so they, mad. Well, they did a whole section on the corruptness of our judicial system, mm-hmm. like how it works. And, I'm, and again, I'm sure there's some good parts of it, but it does get a little weird. Like yeah. mm-hmm. they're always yeah. look like somebody has to be convicted. Yes. Right? To make, yes. make somebody happy, somebody has to be convicted. So they did a whole series on it, and I just thought it was interesting because, you know, the I don't, you don't see to the depths of what that is, mm-hmm. but I right. bet that there is a lot of that that goes on. Oh, yeah. Hey, I got I get some trivia for you. You do? It's not actually trivia. It's more like I, I didn't know this, uh-huh. but I was driving around, and I thought somebody named Brandon was running for some sort of an office. Okay. Right. Does he know what's going to happen? Why is it trivia? Because Does he know what's going on? If you know this story, like, I don't know this story. Okay, so tell me, <laughs> what is Nick. The, Nick. Wait, I don't know either. Okay, so well, there's I, these yard signs yeah. that say, let's go Brandon. And so I'm That's driving along, and I'm like, is there a race going on? I have no <laughs> idea who Brandon is, and what's he running for? Yeah. 
Well, then somebody tells me. Do you know this, no, Nikki? No, I don't know what the deal is. Somebody tells me, and Brandon. I can't even say it on air because there's a story behind <laughs> really? it. Really? It's not bad. <laughs> that anyway, that this Let's Go Brandon has something to Let's do with. Brandon. Is it somebody at a concert was chanting was something? Was chanting profound profanity about uh-huh. Joe Biden. Oh, okay. Is this true, Nick? Yes. Is this the story? Yes. And so then some reporter <gasps> to cover it up said they were saying, let's go, Brandon. I think he was interviewing a Brandon at the time. Oh. Like, Do you hear they're all chanting for you? And you can like kind of see where it's uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. let's go, Brandon. But they were actually saying... Joe Biden. Yeah, oh, a profanity, hilarious. Joe Biden. And so okay. now if you put a yard sign up that says, let's go, Brandon, uh-huh. it actually means uh-huh. Joe Biden. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Blank or beep. That is so funny. We don't have a beeper. I so. haven't seen those signs. <laughs> clapper. Well, and I see it on the back of people's vehicles now. There's yeah. bumper stickers, T-shirts. post things like on Facebook, like, you know, this brand. I'm like... What? See, I'm not the only I, one. I, I so I'm not the only one yeah. who didn't know. Let's go, Brandon. But I've seen the real things. Like we, when we went to Tennessee in September, we went into the Trump store. Oh, this is an old have, time thing. Like they have all these flags in there that say, you know, <laughs> oh, like the Biden. Then you know, but it is like this is yeah. this is old because I just saw the signs like two uh, weeks yeah, ago. I know. I, oh, this is from early no i didn't see it but anyway so now i'm seeing people wearing t-shirts mm-hmm. oh and they have bumper That's stickers so yeah. somebody had a chalk paint on the back window <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, i just didn't know if you guys knew no nope. because i, I didn't was know like men i just had seen it i figured it was some kind of political yeah see i didn't i, I thought brandon was running for something in huntington I, yeah i, mean, I wouldn't <laughs> no idea. i'm like i didn't even know there were any political races going on right now this is a new one yes so yeah. that's what's going on in my life i just learned something wow, new this i week. learned something new too yeah, yeah so every I time you see a let's go brandon <laughs> what it really know. means is bleep joe biden <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't, yeah, you see, we bleeped it. You don't have to take it well, out of yeah, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, anything else going Good on, Jenny? Nope. Okay. Nope. Nikki, so great opportunity, Nikki Ferris, being yes. able to join us. And I just have to say this before she gets into it. Aww. I sat beside her, I don't know if it was a week ago, uh-huh. for a lot of the day doing meetings. Oh, and I'm sorry. I am serious. Like, I told her afterwards... <laughs> You are the best at your job that I've ever yes. seen. I mean, I was like, I don't know how you do this. Like, you're so nice and yeah, so upbeat. Yeah, and there were a couple of times I'm thinking, like, how do you keep, how do you stay so nice? You know, because <laughs> of just, not, again, it's just not like she's working through, there's some challenging either way. Mm-hmm. But it was just cool to see her work. So I'm yeah, glad yeah. that you're on with us, you yeah. know, today and be able to well, join Well, that us. means a lot. Like you said, those are things that you don't, always get to hear mm-hmm. um and it's nice for somebody from the outside to see you know those things um you know and i i love what i do and it like you said it does have challenges yeah. and it does there are rough days and there are you know bad days and you know and stuff but for the most part it's it's a very rewarding yeah. um you know job and for you to have said that that, that <laughs> it brought tears to my oh. eyes when you said that because it was just nice to hear you well, know. I mean, just the joy and yeah. the smile on your face. I'm thinking, I'm wore out listening. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm trying not to listen. Oh, and she's you know there what I mean? All day. Like, no, I know. Listen, amazing. she went through two appointments, and I'm trying not to listen. I'm like trying to stay focused. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm wore out. Like she got through halfway through the first meeting and I'm like, wow, I, I, I thought I met with a lot of people. <laughs> she meets with a lot of people and keeps a lot of joy on her face. Yeah, and like, I was seriously impressed. Like I had no yeah. idea. Cause I didn't even know what you did. Yeah. You know, at all. And I, I still actually don't know what you do. <laughs> I just, I was just impressed with the people that you were working with and the joy that you brought to their life and the encouragement that you bring yeah. to people. Like that's seriously impressive. So yeah. And yes. that's what I do. Like I, um, so what do you, yeah, do? Tell are us you allowed to, yeah, I mean, what, what I do you, that's what so I, I, um, I work for Head Start and I've been there for almost 20 years. What wow. is Head Start? Um, it's a, um, it's a preschool program for low income families. Okay. Um, and so we are an income based program. So we serve, um, a hundred percent poverty, um, or above mm. or like more than a hundred percent property. Sure. Um, and I, my position is I do all the applications and all the enrollments for the students, and then I get to work with the families. So with the parents, so I get to get their stories as to, you know, reasons why they're in situations, um, you know, that they're in, um, and I get to work with them and help them, um, with, um, goals that they have for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're, they didn't finish high school and they want to go back for their GED, oh, wow. I try to put them in contact with resources that can mm. help them obtain their GED. That's amazing. Um, if they don't have food or they're struggling, you know, where can they go to a food bank or, you know, what days are the food trucks and, mm -hmm. you know, things available, you know, that can help them. And so that's my job is to be a cheerleader for them and to, to work with them and set goals and help them be successful. Like the teachers work with their child mm. to help them be successful. Okay. So, awesome. um, where is it? It's we're in the old family practice building, which is over on Ingle. Okay. That's and why so, you said the old practice building. Mm -hmm, earlier. Yep. So we are downstairs in the building and then, um, community and family services has several other programs. Um, it's not just Head Start. So like WIC and oh. um, Energy Assistance and Rapid Rehousing and Homeless Prevention, those programs That's are all also- all in one so building? Mm -hmm. You are it's a all part in. of them? Mm -hmm. Like it's an entity kind of- Yeah, it's like, like a an separate... agency that has several different programs within their agency. So there's a bunch like throughout mm -hmm. the US? Yeah, there's a um, about every county in the state, or like in Indiana uh -huh. has usually a, uh, some kind of Head Start. Oh, wow. Um, and we really? serve, our agency serves um, six counties. So wow. we are, so it's not just Huntington County that we serve. Our oh, main office is in Portland, Indiana. So we serve Jay County, Adams County, um, Blackford County, Randolph County, Huntington County, and did I say Adams? No. Mm -hmm. Adams. Yeah, you, or, oh, yeah. she did? Yeah. Yeah. So, and Wells. Yeah. So we well, serve all those wow. different counties. So we have about 314 children in our program. But you have different offices mm -hmm. throughout those counties, right? Yeah. So there's okay. a family support person, which is what my title is, that works in the other centers. Mm. So some of them are um, between a couple different centers. So they travel. They may only have one class in this county, but then they travel, you know, to this county, mm -hmm. you know, to work with those. I did that for <laughs> several years before I came back to Huntington. Um, you but traveled I, around like that? I did. I had... Wow. Um, Back in 2011, I lost my job because of budget cuts, um, because of being a government program. Um, but we were laid off in the summer at that time, so I ended up getting called back. But I, um, so I didn't lose any seniority or anything, but I got called back. Um, so I got to start back the first of the year, but I had to go back as an assistant teacher. Mm. And so I went over to Hartford City, and I worked for eight years over in Hartford City. Um, I worked as an assistant teacher for about six months 
seven months and then I um, started filling in for the family support position that I did and I ended up reapplying and re-interviewing for that position in August of uh, 2011 and then I got to come back to Huntington in 2018. So wow. how long? But I traveled between, so I was in Black River County so I had a classroom in Montpelier, I had a classroom at the Armory in Hartford City, and then I had two classrooms at the junior high. So I had four classrooms, and I traveled. Wow. So I never felt like I had a home. Yeah. Like, right. I never felt like I could build those relationships with yeah. the families because I felt like I was always, I was never where I needed to be. Right. I felt like I never, you know, if this family needed me, I happened to be in this center today, you know, like, mm -hmm. and and so that's really hard when it comes to this job is to feel like, you know, not being where you when a family needs you and you're not available you know for mm -hmm. them so when I got to come back to Huntington I was glad because all of my family you know all of my kids are in one building and I don't have to yeah. you know right. relationships mm -hmm. and right. you can build those yes. relationships so now how long has um Head Start been around oh gosh in Huntington and then overall oh I think they just celebrated uh, 50 something wow yeah, it's been a lot around a <laughs> long time so overall mm -hmm. how long have they been in Huntington for Oh gosh, that I can't. I don't know. A long time. A while. Like it's yeah, a, I bet a, a they have long been. time. I mean, if it's government funded, I mean, I'm assuming they were I just started, a, they were at true. the armory here in Huntington. They uh -huh. had classes at the armory and that. So I know it's been it's been a long time. So, but yeah. Um, but yeah, how, like, how did you get into that? Did this something that you had always wanted to do? Or um, I've always wanted to um, work with kids mm -hmm. um, other than, well, until up until like senior year, I was going to be an accountant, but I would drive myself <laughs> wow. crazy. I know. <laughs> That's a big yeah. I was going to go into business. And then my mom just one day, she said, Nikki, you would drive yourself crazy being in an office all day by yourself, right. yeah. you know, crunching numbers. Mm -hmm. I'm a people person. I need to be out and about and social. And so my senior year, they came up with this co-op program at the high school mm -hmm. where I went to school for a couple hours and then we left and went out to the different daycares and um, preschools and stuff in the community. Uh -huh. And we worked with the kids and then we went back to school and then we earned like some college credits as oh, wow. we were doing this. That is so nice. And so by that time I decided I really want to go into childcare. Like mm. I really felt like my heart was... Um, pulling me that direction. Mm -hmm. So I went and got my associate's degree in early childhood. So I taught for 20 something years. Um, like in a physical classroom, like in a preschool, I okay. always did like preschool okay. and that. Um, and then I, um, got the opportunity to, to try with the families. Like I, I love the kids, but then it was, it's kind of nice to get to work with the families and, and find yeah. out why mm -hmm. the kids, mm -hmm. you know, are, and, sure. the, you know, the, be the way you think why right. things are the way they are. Right. Um, and so that has kind of been where my heart has been, you That's know, awesome. pulling me. And so, um, like I said, I still get to see the kids and hang out with the kids, but I also, you know, get to be with the families and, you know, help them. And, yeah. Make a difference. Yeah. Because they don't have a lot of them and don't have support systems. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have people that believe in them and mm. to encourage them and to help them. And so, I feel like that's what I do is that that's my job is to help them so that they have some confidence. Right. Because that matters. Yeah, it does. So it's, you know, I love it. Like I said, it, there's rough times, but, you know, for the most part, it, it is very rewarding and you build those friendships with, you know, the families and and stuff. And so um, I've become friends with a lot of my families and followed the kids, you know, throughout the year. 
one of my success stories is um, I had this little boy, one of my first years of teaching, he, he would be my first one to arrive in the morning mm -hmm. and we would sit in the rocking chair every morning that he'd get there at 6.30 and we'd just rock and sit in the chair <laughs> and then the other kids would come in and, you know, he'd go play, but we would sit there and we would just talk and, you know, hang out. He is now a um, graduating from um, Huntington University. Awesome. He had uh, scholarships for um, track and um, like cross country mm. and mm -hmm. all of that. He now has uh, full ride scholarships. He wow. changed his mind. He was going to go into teaching. He now wants to go into law. And he um, just got um, some scholarships to for Indiana um, down in um, IUPUI really? to go there. And he's waiting wow. on to hear from a couple other ones like in Bloomington and that. So, right. you know, it's just nice to see those stories, you know, that you had a hand in the life of them, you know, not just a child, but with, you know, the parent and yeah. kind of help get them on the, the right path. So. And is that like, I mean, this is a little bit off the subject, but is that proving out like, is that, you know, we pro provide resources mm -hmm. for kids, but mm -hmm. what you're saying is, is that helping the family unit is mm -hmm. going to make the success of mm -hmm the child really yeah. right is, and is that the direction that you guys yeah. are are hoping to get to and mm -hmm. because if the family if the parent feels successful and feels you know like you know confident in themselves then it's going to rub off on you know the you know rub off on the kids and the kids are going to see that and the, the families are going to be um you know like happier mm -hmm. you know when and less like stressed or you know Better whatever environment. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. grow up yeah. That. yeah so that they know a lot of it is just simple things you know like i you know i want to go back to school but i and it's like you can do it like you right. can you know you can do this and this is not only going to better yourself but it's going to better your family in the mm -hmm. long run right you know you you're not going to be in poverty for you know, the rest of your life, you know, you get your degree, you can get out there mm. in the working environment, you know, like, mm -hmm. and giving them those and letting them know that, you know, yeah, you may be here now, but next year you could be in a, you know, a full-time working job and, right. yeah. you know, using your skills, you know, that you have just for taking, you know, this step. And then that's just going to make everything better for you and, you know, for your family. Right. In and all different areas. Them in the long run too, because you're teaching this child mm -hmm. that, which hopefully yeah. that's going to help them mm -hmm. teach and then their we, family. We're not going to see this family exactly. down the road. The generational You know, like thing. that's our, that's our goal is, you know, yes, we love our families and, but to not right. see them, we want to be able to help them to get out of, you know, the rut that they're in and not have to have them need our services you know, because they've been able to, you know, better themselves mm -hmm. and take yeah. on, you know, that responsibility and stuff. So, um, yes. So that's a little bit of the, like, here's my working side. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your personal side. What do you like to do? What's been going on in your life? Because you've had, again, I mean, how much you mm -hmm. want to share or not share, yeah. but you know, some challenges over mm -hmm. the past few years in your own personal life. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's good to kind of share, yep. you know, that journey and yeah. where you've been yep. with all of that, because there's, you just, from the outside, you look at it like, wow, I mean, look at what she's doing and the things. But I think when you understand your personal journey and how it goes mm -hmm. together, it even makes it more fascinating right. of how, where you're at today and stuff. Yeah, so right. tell us a little bit about you personally. What are things that you love to do? Maybe talk a little bit about your challenges mm -hmm. over the past few years, whatever you want to be able to share. Well, with I'm them. a very family oriented person. So my family has always, you know, come first. Um, I never got to have any children of my own, which. Mm that, you know, is really hard because I felt like I was put here to be a mom. Mm -hmm. um, but I think God had a different way of saying that, 
kids needed me in a different way. Right. You know, and I hear that a lot, you know, from people that, you know, you look at the kids you get to work with and how many lives you've touched in your 20 right. something years, you know, right. and, um, I have three nephews, um, that I love to death. <laughs> <laughs> so I strive to be the best aunt, you know, that I can be, um, but some struggles. Spoiling them a little oh, yeah. bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're, they're not spoiled. They're just well-loved. I was yeah, going to well say, loved. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah they're well-loved. Well-loved, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, the last two and a half years have been um, a struggle. Um, July 19th of 2019, I was uh, diagnosed with uh, stage 4 endometrial cancer. And I went through... Um, a complete hysterectomy, and um, I had to endure six rounds of chemo. Mm-hmm. And after the treatment, I was able to um, say that I had no cancer. Um, and so, as of December twenty third of two thousand nineteen, I there was no evidence of cancer. And so, that was a huge blessing mm-hmm. that I got to celebrate the new year. Um, you know, being cancer free, and then I, with being stage four. I have to do what they call like maintenance mm-hmm. um, appointments throughout the year. So every three months I was gone for a pelvic exam and every six months I was gone for CT scans and wow. um, blood work and, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. And um, back in December of last year, so December of 2020, mm-hmm. um, they found a spot on um, that it was what they call it's the aorta, but it's in like the lower back area, but it was still in considered in the endometrial, um, cancers, you know, mm-hmm. part. And so they did a biopsy and I had to have PET scans and stuff done. And it came back that there was a reoccurrence. So as of January 7th of 2021, I was diagnosed with a reoccurrence of endometrial cancer. Um, so I went through another six rounds of, um, chemo and then I also had to endure 25 radiation treatments wow um that was really hard this Mm. the this time around the second time around was much harder Mm. um to um bounce back from the first time around after treatment I three or four days after I was feeling you know pretty good I mean I was tired and you know and stuff but I I felt good I worked all through treatment both times Wow. Except the days that I took, that I didn't, or that I had treatment, I worked um, up until, you know, just worked. And some days I would leave early, you know, but I, for the most part, I worked all through treatment. But then this time around, it was taken about eight to nine days recovery Mm. after treatments. Um, Just lots of energy lost, um, no appetite. Mm. I mean, the taste, like, I mean, they talk about COVID and not having taste, like, with treatment, you lose, you know, your taste and, you know, and stuff. And so this time around was a lot more emotional too. It took a, a tool, you know, a toll on me. Um, just, I was very angry with God. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, this time around why he chose me to have to deal with this for a second time. Um, and then hearing you speak the one Sunday about your anger, you know, Mm -hmm. after Sherry passed away and about being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. like, that was a huge thing for me because I felt like God already knew I, he was, that I was mad. You know, he already knew that I was angry, but hearing you talk about what you were going through, it made it easier 
I think for me to mm. be like, okay, I can be angry and right. I can, you know, work through this yeah. and I can be vulnerable and, you know, but it, it just kind of it, hearing you that day speak, it just was just like this light, you know, went mm. off. It was like, yeah, like I can be angry. You we, know? Can, like, we can be authentic. Can, yes. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Like whatever our feelings are, we can yes. be authentic with them because mm-hmm. you would much rather have an authentic relationship yes. than one that's mm-hmm. hidden, right. yeah. you know, or. Yeah, not even like we can hide right. it, but we still try to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We still try to kind of gloss it over. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and that's what I was going to ask you, too. Like, how much of a... Because when you get, like, uh, statements like that mm-hmm. or diagnosis, like, mm-hmm. hey, I mean, that tends to rock. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter if you know. Just the idea that I have yeah. stage four cancer, mm-hmm. you know. And so maybe talk through how did you work through the emotional part of... You know, in the beginning, I think you were pretty upbeat, like, we're going to beat this and we're mm-hmm. going to go. But then when it came back, there was a little bit of yeah. a shift. You know, and I tried to be positive. I tried to be as positive as I could, um, you know, going through this because, you know, somebody had told me the the more positive you are, the easier, you mm-hmm. know, it is, which the first time around, it was so much easier to be positive because I felt I didn't feel bad, right. uh, you know, for yeah. long mm-hmm. periods of time. Um, when I heard it the second time, then it was it made it a lot harder to um, I just couldn't believe it. Right. You know, again, because, you know, you think about it, it's like, is there something that I did or, right. you know, why is it coming back? I mean, I knew that um, because of the kind of cancer that I had, that it was a very aggressive and mean cancer. Um, it's treatable, but it's not curable. Right. So it can come back anywhere at any time. Right. Um, so th- that's not what you want to hear. Mm. Um, you know, you don't want to hear that you could end up not just with endometrial, but it could turn into breast cancer. It could go to, you know, your liver. It could go, you know, that it could go anywhere else in your body. And so, you know, you're always left. I I, I mean, I, to be honest, there isn't a day go by that I don't think is today the day that I, you still think that. that, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like I try to, to not think about that, but I mean, when you hear that and you've been through it now twice, like, is today going to be the day I'm going to get a reoccurrence or is, you know, or if I go to this appointment, what are they going to find? Mm -hmm. I mean, like I go, I get really nervous around scan days and, you know, things like that because you just don't know what they're going to find. My chart is the worst thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's like check (laughs) your stuff on web. Yeah, and then you're reading that and then you're like Googling all these symptoms and like, I'm going to die, you know? Yes. Oh, I Um, But checker web checker with your symptoms well and yeah. i think this is the thing that sherry went to we, we talked about this a lot mm-hmm. because it's the both and mm-hmm. is is that you know it's easy for somebody sitting from the outside to mm-hmm. say well don't have anxiety because it's mm-hmm. going to be what it is yeah you know what i mean like it is going to be what it is so right. it's, i mean it's easy to say that but then you're yeah. also not the one getting the exactly. news but at the same time one of the things that over the years we we tried to land on or mm-hmm. we we would tell people this we honestly believe that Part of what God gave her in all of this was a gift because it forced us to stop and remember that you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so we did some things very intentionally Mm -hmm. in our lives with this whole thought of, listen, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so don't think 
don't keep putting things mm-hmm. off. And mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, and the reason I say it was a gift is because for a lot of people, they'll live their entire life like there will be a tomorrow mm-hmm. and yeah. never do that and instantly right. die, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't get a diagnosis and then they just live their life and they're mm-hmm. off purpose and they're not living the way that God's called them to do or they're not taking advantage of the moments that right. they have or building into the relationships you have. And so Sherry and I, as tough as that is to think like knowing is somewhat of a gift because mm-hmm. we're all dying. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a no, insensitive way, but no. we really are all yes. dying. Yeah. Right. And so, and you know, and I, going through this, I really learned a lot about myself mm-hmm. and a lot about the things that I put importance on or put mm-hmm. thought were important in my mm-hmm. life, I re- realized that they weren't as important as right. what I made them be, yeah. right. you know, and, you know, like toxic relationships, you know, with family or whatever, like I don't have the time right. and I don't have, right. you know, to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like right. I, I, I was given a second chance. Yep. I was given a third chance. I'm here to live my life and every day is a new day and I don't have time for that, you know, that kind of stuff. Like what I thought, you know, like I said, I have a great support system. I have, you know, people that I never knew, you know, that have stepped up and said, I'm praying for you, Mm -hmm. you know, like have come out of the woodwork. Like that's amazing. Like to know that, you know, you've got all these people that are behind you that don't even know who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I've always felt like I've always been open about my my diagnosis, mm. um, you know, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I can be the light right. for somebody that's going through cancer, because I can honestly say, I know how you feel. Yeah. Right. It's you much know, different. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like until you've been in those shoes and you don't know. And I can honestly say, I know how you feel. Like right. I I know how you feel if you haven't. And I've had people reach out to me, you know, what does this look like? I, you know, what is this, you know, and, and it makes me feel good to know that, mm-hmm. you know, like my, my hard times is helping. has being, is helping, yeah. you know, somebody else to get through that. Right. And so I've always, you know, tried to be as open as, you know, I could about that. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm doing better. I, I, I feel like the anger has kind of gone you know, now, I mean, there's days where, you know, you think about it and you, you get frustrated oh, and you, you know, but that's always going to be, yeah. I feel like that's always going to be a part. It's a part of living in a yeah. broken yes. world. God yes. understands that. I mean, yeah. we're in a broken world and he, we already know this. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So there's nobody in this earth that's truly looking at the landscape of what's happening and saying like, this is not fair. It's not right. Cause if you really open your eyes to it, like it might not be happening to you, but it's not fair. It's not, you know? And when you look at other people in the lives and what's going on, it's not fair. And so there's plenty of time to be like, God, I mean this, like, how does this even make sense? Because we live in a world where we want everything to be fair. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's hard for us to comprehend being in a world where a God who loves us allows the world to be unfair. So I think he just knows that. I mean, I think the emotional state of the person until they're made whole Mm -hmm. when they see Jesus, yeah, is just always going to be like, this isn't fair. But the bigger thing, and I think this is the key, is what do you do with it? Yeah. Right? In the midst of the unfairness, Mm -hmm. what you said is is that it kind of shaved off the unimportant and made you very yeah, purposeful and not that you weren't purposeful before, mm-hmm. because I do think there are a lot of people that they live a pretty purposeful life. Mm-hmm. But when you get to that moment of saying my days are numbered, 
your purpose gets laser focused, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. some of those other things like you were talking about yeah. gets like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. We, we made, for whatever reason, we made time for it before. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not making time for it today right. because I was reminded. Yeah. You know, we are reminded like. We don't always have to, like I said, we don't have tomorrow. Right. We don't know if tomorrow right. is going to come. Right. You right. know, and I just want to make sure that I'm living these days that God yeah. has given me. Purposeful. Purposeful, you right. know, for whatever, you know, that means each day then. Right. But it, you know, that, that was a hard lesson. No. Oh. You know, but. And that's why I say it's hard to say that diagnoses are a gift. Mm-hmm. But I also say I've seen a lot of people that yeah. just like tomorrow, tomorrow, mm-hmm. tomorrow, and die. Mm-hmm. You know, and they never did change, and they never did shave down, and they never mm-hmm. did get to any of those places because they always thought tomorrow would come, mm-hmm. tomorrow would come. In fact, I just talked to a guy, a small group last night, that his wife's really struggling right now. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the same thing with me. Like, you never expect it, kind of mm-hmm. the same age. But uh, her husband was a big uh, auctioneer, traveled mm-hmm. a bunch, and was gone a lot, and his family kept pleading with him, like, listen, we need you at home. And he says, I asked this, he called her and said, you know, I've listened to you guys for the first time. It's finally clicked with me. This is my last one. Mm -hmm. He said, I'll be home in a couple days. Gets home, walks in the door, sits down, and dies. (gasps) Oh, no. It's like that. 52 years old. But that's the point. Right. right? It's always like, just wait, there'll be tomorrow. Just Mm -hmm. wait, this is the last one. Just wait, this is the last time. Just wait, this is the last, you know what I mean? And you're like, Mm -hmm. we don't know that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so people who die instantly like that, you know, again, a lot of times wished they would have, or the family wished, you know, they would have slowed down Mm -hmm. or, you know, taken a breath. And they're like, I wish we would have. Right. Most of the time where people get a diagnosis that's somewhat scary, it's like, okay, this is scary. You know, and going back to the diagnosis, like the hardest thing for me, I think, and I know people, some people might not understand it, was the fact that when I spoke to my cancer doctor for the first time, you know, she gave me my diagnosis and everything, and I asked her one question, and I asked her if I was going to lose my hair. Mm. And I think, honestly, that that was harder to hear than that I had stage four cancer. Because mm. I was like a react, like it was becoming mm-hmm. real. Yes. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, like, I don't know, it was really hard. Um, and I had always told myself, you know, that once my hair started to fall out, I was going to shave my head because I didn't, that was the last thing I could control. Mm. You know, like women, like women in their hair, like that is just, you know, that is part of your identity. And I didn't want. Is it really? It it can be. It can be. Is it with you? I mean, I don't think it's necessarily my identity, but if I had to shave it all off, it would definitely be like Mm -hmm. traumatic. Yeah. 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 I just think that's interesting. I never thought about that. It's just part of who you are. It is. It's It's comfort. comfort. I've, you know, and. Kind of like men in our beards? Probably, yeah. Yeah, like you're kind of not necessarily hidden. Like you can cut it and, you know, be okay. But when you're to that point where it's like you know and it's not because it's your choice Mm, that you're losing it, that it's because. Like it's coming no matter what. Yeah, it's coming Mm. no matter what. But I always told myself both times with both diagnoses that as soon as I started to lose my hair, I was going to to shave it because I wanted to be the one to make the decision when right. it was going to go and yep. that cancer wasn't going to yep. to decide that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I see 
through like cancer support pages, you know, that I've been on, um, you know, women that, you know, they post, oh, I'm going to, you know, treatment today and I'm going to be in bed the next, you know, four days or I never let myself get be that Mm -hmm. like to me, like I never went into treatment saying, okay, I'm going to treatment today. And now I'm going to be in bed for the next week. Right. Like I, I knew I was going to treatment and I knew I was getting up the next morning to go to work. Mm. Like that was always my mindset was, you know, it wasn't that I was going to be bed bound or Mm -hmm. that I was going to be, you know, stuck at home in bed. I mean, the second time around there were days, you know, where I didn't get out of bed or that I was really tired. But for the most part is I thought every day to get up Mm. and still live my life and do my job you know, and stuff. And I never wanted to get to that point because sometimes I feel like that to me would be like giving up, Yeah, right. you know, like that you're not fighting for your tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're just, okay, this is what it is. And this is where I'm going to be tomorrow, you know, and and, yeah. And that never, that never was. That's awesome. Yeah. That was never in my mindset, you know, and, and I worked for a company that was very, very, you know, um, supportive sure you know and and stuff and you know that's your personality Mm -hmm. like everything about what you just said is your personality you're strong you are um like not for the people but you see what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like you are a joy for the people Mm -hmm. so i just don't see you ever yeah laying down and giving up right yeah right so that was you know so it's that was hard you know to oh yeah to see those posts you know and then Mm -hmm. so i tried to stick away you know like Mm -hmm. I would look, but I wouldn't like focus or like dwell on some of those because it's like I didn't want it to get into my head that right. you needed to do that mm-hmm. too. Well, yeah. I think, uh, and this is just what I saw with Sherry. Obviously, I didn't go through what Sherry mm-hmm. did, nor do you. I just watched it up close and right. personal. But the mental game is as hard as the physical mm-hmm. game, you know. And I know for her, that was uh, is it was much to get over your own mind mm-hmm. as it was to what your body was doing, mm-hmm. you know, because that plays on you. Yeah, right? it really weighs on you heavily. Radiation you know. was hard. Yeah. Like after the first treatment, I I wanted to give up. Right. Like I didn't want to quit up until that point, and I'm just like. For, you know, it took an hour and a half, like they had problems, you know, getting things set up the first part of, you know, radiation. And I was just like, I can't go through this every day. This is supposed to be a 15 minute procedure. And here I'm in here for an hour and a half. You know, I can't move. I'm in this tunnel, you know, Mm. like, you know, you can't move. You're they're trying to get you lined up. And, you know, my kidneys want to get in the way or, you know, whatever. And I left there in tears and just so upset you know the first time and i'm like i told my mom like i i can't do this right you know and i i did i mean i finished out the 25 radiation treatments i mean and it was hard those were hard right that that took a lot of um um like i don't know (laughs) that was the emotional yeah right well i mean again you had to get past and i think that's like so going into what we we talked about sunday Mm -hmm. you know with all of that you know, thought process going in. So we went, so this week was the last week of intentional Christmas. And so the whole idea of intentional Christmas was to say, it's really easy to get lost in the season Mm -hmm. of like just making it through. Like I said, our Christmas was Sunday and I don't know if I've, I've, I'm not an anxious person Uh and I'm not a, like any of those things. And the leading up to Sunday, I thought I was going to die. Really? Well, it's just, again, and I don't even know how to explain this to people, but it's different. living up to Sherry's shoes, yeah. mm-hmm. 
what is a tall task yeah. anyway. Yeah. Woman is always like, you know what I mean? Like uh, what she did yeah. for Christmas and how mm-hmm. special she made it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, and then just all the emotions, because it's like the first one gifts that mm-hmm. like have her picture and, you know, just mm-hmm. all of the things that go with it. Right. Yeah. So it was emotional. And then it was like, I had to Christmas shop and uh, then I had to wrap the things. And <laughs> yeah. luckily the buckle gives you, gives you when you spend enough saying, money there yeah they give you the little santa bags yeah, so you, you could have had somebody uh wrap your stuff for you could have could have could have and then we finally had christmas at our house and so you, you know again just having everybody in and mm-hmm. trying to figure out all the food and did you cook them. no okay i had my kids bring stuff and okay, then that worked. do you yeah. cook I do cook. Do you cook? You yeah. do? I do cook. Okay. I'm actually a pretty good cook. Are you? And like, if you ask my kids, because people are like, are you losing weight because you're depressed <laughs> and, and, oh and you don't gosh. eat? Well, they, that's what they're saying. Are you not eating? Yeah. And I'm like, listen, let's be honest. And Sherry would admit this too. I cook most of the suppers. Okay. So really? I would get in from feeding calves and I would cook, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Dry. I used to, when we took the Clark kids in, I used to cook breakfast for eight people oh, wow. every single uh, morning. I got oh up at three gosh. o'clock in the morning. Fed calves, made a complete breakfast, oh ba- egg, eggs, bacon, wow. pancakes, sausage. Every morning? Every single morning. Wow. They were I living. did it for years. That's awesome. You know, though. so yeah, yeah, I can. Okay. Now, I'm not a like casserole mm-hmm. thing. Like I can make meat potato meals. Yeah. You know, so uh, those are the meals. Like me and yeah. steak. And no, I mean yeah. steaks, <laughs> hamburgers, pork chops. Uh, I can put throw okay. a roast in a in a mm-hmm. crock pot and put stuff around it. I can do spaghetti, but like these casserole things, <laughs> to, like so take good. some take some things Sweet to put together. Casserole, hash yes. brown casserole. No, I can do hash brown casserole. You can. That's no, I'm saying great. like uh, like that it has hamburger noodles oh, and yeah. cheese and oh. all that stuff. If it ain't like hamburger, hamburger helper, I was gonna say it was more than hamburger <laughs> helper. The point is, That's is that we could miss the reason for why we're doing everything yes. just because of the anxiety mm-hmm. bleeding oh, up. Absolutely. So the idea of intentional Christmas was slow down. Mm-hmm. Week one was we should probably add value to some people. So as much as we're doing this, we should think and add value to people. Mm-hmm. The second week was we should be intentional with our money because it's a big deal and we tend to spend way more than we should, mm-hmm. you know, over the Christmas season. And so we should be intentional on how we spend our money reveals. This week was intentional love or intentional purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So we as Christian people need to re- be reminded, and this is exactly what we're talking about. We are given breath on this earth because here's the one thing that, that you and I, Jenny, and what we hope our viewers know is, is that God is the author of life and death Mm -hmm. and that the one that controls both of them is him. Mm -hmm. Right. And so as much as going through these things are difficult, and I'm saying from watching my wife Mm -hmm. and I don't know the personal side of it, but I know from looking in is, is that we can sit back and we're sit back and say that like, we're given breath on this earth for a certain amount of time. And he gives us this period in this window. But while we're here, we need to live on purpose. Mm -hmm. And some of us, you know, are better at it than others. And seasons of our life, we're better at it than others. And I think this intentional Christmas was just to say, like, listen, we should really think through this idea that we're God's plan. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when it comes to saving the world, sometimes I think we forget 
we're his plan. Mm-hmm. Like yes. we're we're the one to get it done. Right. Yeah. And so I think we sometimes think, oh no, it's the church's job, mm-hmm. you know, or it's the an organization's job. But it's really not. Like it's individual people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Living on purpose is going to be God's plan, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know if you guys can speak into that too. Like, do we? I mean, do you see the same thing I do? Which is sometimes we get so caught up in. Yes living life that we forget what our purpose is. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you see that sometimes, Shani? Oh, absolutely. And I think like just from going to previous churches, like not a lot of churches that I've been to in the past, which it's been a lot, but (laughs) that none of them really spoke on the purpose like you do. Like it Mm -hmm. kind of, maybe I wasn't listening. Maybe like I wasn't supposed to hear it in that moment, but I, I just never saw it in that light because you do tend to think like oh it's a church oh it's somebody else because you get caught up in everyday life I mean you get caught up with your own sickness with addiction with money anything and it just you come first essentially right, mm-hmm. right. and and they can so this might be hard to hear because I know it's hard to hear when my wife and I would talk about this but you know the hardest part is is that everything that we get is filtered through the hand of God. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing when it's cancer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's a hard thing when it's, like in my wife's, it's terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And those are hard words, mm-hmm. you know, that are given. And and when I say it, I don't say it lightly. Because mm-hmm. obviously I'm not the one living through it. I watched my wife mm-hmm. live through it and, and learned something about it through those processes. But inside of that, this is what I want to just... I want to encourage you on because one of the things that you've shown through your faith in it is filtered yeah. through the hand of God. And I am, a, as you've continued to live on purpose, mm-hmm. like I was saying before we came on, I sat by Nikki one day and watched her work and just walked away with like, she's one of the most <laughs> amazing people I've ever seen yeah. because I also know your struggle. Mm-hmm. Right. So I also know the other side of it. Right. I don't know how many other people that you're, doing work with know mm-hmm. what, what you went through, but I know your struggle and here's a person that's still living on yes. purpose, yes. bringing joy to the lives yes. of people, knowing that God's still using yep. her as a vessel, even though her body feels broken. Yep. Yeah. Right. I mean, I yeah. don't know if you can speak into that yeah, or not, but I, that's like a big, that. that's yeah. a huge deal, yes. mm-hmm. you know, of how you've made that connection right. together because a lot of people be like, he broke me mm-hmm. like this isn't fair and mm-hmm. purpose goes to the toilet yeah. where you've mended them or you've molded them, mended them, you brought them together, <laughs> yeah. you right. know, inside yeah. of that. And I feel like, you know, he, he, I got cancer. He gave me whatever, you know, he chose for me to, he Enjoy had a reason Either that way. I have a diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that reason is, was it to be a light for somebody to be because of my strength and because of that, that mm-hmm. I could be there for somebody else and help them mm-hmm. through the hardest time, yeah. you know, of, of their life, you right. know, like, was that the reason, you know, because he knew I was strong and he knew I could handle it. Right. Um, you know, but then also to keep that strength and know that it's not just about me there, you know, like my, I, I'm here to help. I love to help. I mean, that's one of my things, like helping people. That is your job. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and that's, that's always been, I've always been a giver. I've always been one to, you know, I put, uh, I put everybody else before myself. So that was one Which of is the a good and bad problem. Right, right. I mean, there's somewhere in between yes, there. Yes. Yeah. Because going through, going through cancer two times, yeah. like, and people are like 
focusing or what can I, and it, it was, that it's hard was to accept really help. hard for me. Yes. Right. Because I'm, that's not me. You're right. That's not me. I'm not, I'm You're the, the giver. one that's, yeah, You're I'm the, the giver. giver. I'm the one that's, you know, there for people. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that, you know, and so that was a big eye opener and lesson like a huge for you. Lesson, yes. Yeah. Was that I need to be taken care of too. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and like I need to be because if I'm not taking care of myself and if I'm not doing myself good, then I'm not any good for anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And so, you know, j that's the thing. Like I always wanted. So I tried to let people help me, right. <laughs> even though, you know, it was hard. But, you know, but still I wanted to be able to still, you know, continue on and and help people you know, be successful in right. my job. And, you, you kept know, living and on purpose yeah. regardless of the bump, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody yeah. gets a bump, yeah. you know, and bumps are bigger in some people's lives right. than others. And honestly, bumps have knocked a lot of people off the road. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to be honest, I mean, yeah. a lot of people hit a bump and they're like, that's not fair. And they're off the road and, and they, they can't, come back they on. can't, they can't get back on the road. That's yeah. wanted by like, don't you think that's what God wants or not God, but Satan wants yeah, yeah. For that sure. bump is to knock them out. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's yep. the point the, right. the bumps, because this is the thing that scripture tells us. Scripture always tells us if you're going down this road. Okay. So paint the picture of like, if you're going down the road of salvation, mm -hmm. right. And you're going to give your life to me. I'm just going to tell you, be prepared. There's bumps coming. Like there right. are road signs. In the life of Christianity, it would say pothole, mm -hmm. pothole, pothole, yeah. big bump, big yep. hill. Like mm -hmm. we know it. Like mm -hmm. the problem is, is that Christianity bees, Christianity in some realms have been painted. It's a paved highway. Yes. Get on it. Mm -hmm. No potholes. And yeah. then all of a sudden these people are driving and they hit a pothole right. and they're like, yeah. I'm off the road because I wasn't prepared. I didn't know it was coming. And right. bam, your tire blew and you're off the road mm -hmm. and you get it repaired. And you're like, I'm not driving that road again. Mm -hmm. Somebody give me the next paved road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, where did we get that? Because that ain't what it says. Yeah. Or they completely get lost. Yeah. Right. Like they don't like, why am I getting this road when I expected the other? Right. Like, is it even real? Am I even going the right way? But don't you think that's crazy? Because scripture always says like the road's full of potholes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people trying to run you off the road. Yeah. Like this is a, this is going to be a contentious, uh, traveling until you get home. Yeah. Right. Like it's going to be difficult. And I just don't know why we've painted pictures of them being paved roads, but yeah. you know, I do, I think that's just a Testament of saying like, we know they're coming mm -hmm. and God says, you know why there's potholes in the road? Because I'm going to build your faith. Exactly. And I'm going to build and your faith. others. Right. That's my point. We're yeah. going to build your faith. And, and when you blow a tire, if you stay on the road, somebody's coming by to like help her, you. like you see her through the day. That's exactly like you may not be going through something right now, but if you knew like exactly mm -hmm. what you said, like if you knew what you what you came from, where you came from mm -hmm. and how you act today, like that is just amazing. Yeah, I people, love people, yeah, people like that. that are driving on a pothole filled road yeah. have had a blown tire. So when they go by somebody with a blown tire, you're going to stop mm -hmm. because you know what I mean? People don't stop because they've never been in the situation. Have you ever right. been on the side of the road trying to change a tire <laughs> and you see a woman there and you drive by or somebody slap you silly? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just never, yeah. you must never have had your daughter out there on the side of the mm -hmm. road with a blown tire and nobody stopping. Mm -hmm. right. And you see what I'm saying? This is the life of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Like bumps in our road are not only to like, remind us God's in control and he's going to help, but it's also to give us an opportunity to help, right. you know, and, and give us those pictures of what the faith is supposed to look mm -hmm. like. So in the story, Ananias, so this, the story is Paul's the persecutor. He's going out persecuting Christians. The gospel spreads into Damascus. Ananias gets saved mm -hmm. in Damascus. Paul decides, I'm going to let my mob that's 
go to Jerusalem, go for a while. I'm going to go to Damascus and I'm going to kill Christians, right? Like get rid of them, stamp mm-hmm. it out. On his road, and you hear this, like if you've been a Christian, you've grown up in church, you hear about the Damascus Road experience. You know, mm-hmm. people have this Damascus Road. Well, the Damascus Road experience for Paul was Jesus shows up and essentially says, why are you persecuting me? And he's blind, mm-hmm. you know? And so in that, we're kind of seeing two storylines play out. Mm-hmm. Paul's going to Damascus and he's blinded and he's went and he goes into Damascus and he's sitting in a room and he's lost. On the other side of the city is Ananias, and God comes to him also. And Ananias, he's like, you need to go over and you need to lay your hands on Paul, or at the time, Saul. (laughs) And again, and I think this is two things we need to learn out of this, which I think is the cool part about taking steps of faith. Because he asked Ananias, and obviously Ananias was somewhat like... Do, yeah. I, do I really want to put myself in that position? <laughs> right. And part of the reason was, is he had no idea what had went on in the life of, of Saul mm-hmm. at the time. And so I want you guys to speak into this a little bit, because what it proves when God nudges us, right? So in this, it was Ananias was given a dream. Mm-hmm. So you might not get a dream, but you usually get a nudge. Yeah. Talk to, walk across the room, text somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you get that. Inside of that, Sometimes it's hard because we don't know how the reception is going to be on the other end, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so that's a a roadblock for people. Would you guys agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on the other end, this is what he's guaranteeing us in the story is here. If I'm speaking to one, I'm also speaking to the other, right? Like I'm over here working in the life of Paul. I just need you to send the text. All I need you to do is make the phone call. All I need you to do is have coffee with that person. All I need you to do is, and I think that should give us as Christians confidence, Yeah, you know, that when you get the nudge, cause I don't know how you guys are. Like, are you good at the nudges, Jenny? Like, mm. do you listen? I'm not very good at it. Why? No? Because I am an overthinker, yeah. chronic overthinker. So right. I don't mm-hmm. know if like I feel that way or if it's really from God, right. but I try to do my best if I, what I've learned from throughout the years, because I used to be way worse at mm-hmm. it than what I was, but if I feel like if somebody's name comes on my mind or just anything like that, I will try to reach out and mm-hmm. say something. Or if something comes on my mind, I try to say it. Uh, Nikki, are you good at nudges? Not good at nudges? <laughs> no. I don't think a lot of people are. No. No, I don't think a lot of people I, are yeah. either. That's what I'm us. asking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have a really hard time, you know, like when you're, you know, you're spending your time with God, you know, like your time with God and that like hearing, mm-hmm. you know, no. like, and it's, is it because I'm overthinking? Is it because yeah. I'm, you know, like, is it, I, I yes. don't know what it is. Like so I many just, excuses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, am I not, I don't know. Am I putting too much into yeah, this or sure. over, you know, thinking like, so that, that's, that's one of the things that's hard is like, I want to, I need to, I think relax and listen more, like mm. listen more closely, but nudges are not my, hmm. my thing either. Like, yeah. This story actually yeah. a long time ago changed my life because okay. I thought, you know, all he did was listen to a nudge yeah. and hundreds of thousands of people were saved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, can he didn't even do anything that special? Right. Like he showed up and said, God told me to lay hands on you. And then this guy goes out mm-hmm. and hundreds of thousands of people a lot of our New Testament written by him. Right. You know, I just think like, I wonder who's waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder, and I, and just, this is what I love about 
this helps me be okay with my job. Like, I don't have to be that good mm -hmm. because he is. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to be that good at what I do. I just have to be obedient. Yeah. And if I say what he wants me to say, if I do what he wants me to do, then I'm where he is. Where before, you know, I'm trying to control, because I'm somewhat of a control freak. You know, I... No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> I'm somewhat of a good... So... Over here, I might control it and make it look good, but at the end of the day, God's not there, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm trying to put yeah. it all in order and make it work. Where I'm thinking over here, I don't even have to be that good. Just have to be obedient, mm -hmm. you know. And I think if we could get people to realize that God is in front of us mm -hmm. and the nudges are to move us where he is, mm -hmm. you know, and too many times I think we end up where he isn't because it's more comfortable. Oh, absolutely. I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I know for me personally, that would be a big struggle is like, I know he's up there and I know he told me to talk to you. So I need to get to that spot. Um, and I know for other people somewhat, like you said, Nick, he's like, is, was it him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it, was it not him? Yeah. Was it me? Am I coming up with my own thoughts? And mm -hmm. yeah. But anyway, I think it teaches us like we need to be about the nudges because when I told people in the dream again series that they should be having dreams I don't know how many people said I feel like a complete heathen I've never had a dream <laughs> oh wow you know what I mean like I've never heard it I've never had a dream and I've never had a vision mm, you know uh -huh. God you know and they're just like and I said well, have you ever had a nudge like have you ever had like God speak to you and you know, it was confirmed by you called that person. Like, it's amazing that you just called because I was just thinking yeah. like, oh, yeah, I've had those. I say it's the same thing. thing. Yeah. It's the exact same <laughs> thing. You don't have to have this like room transforming. Yeah. And vision. I think that's what people think that they have to have. I do, too. All the time. Like, because right. I mean, you again, you compare your situation to another. Right. You don't think it's as big if somebody says that they have this huge vision and then something happened. But it is those little things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it says right there in the Bible, it shows that those are the maybe not the most important, but they can be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then that the in the middle of the story, you know, we're talking about this whole idea. Now, he doesn't want to do it. Right. So Ananias doesn't want to do it for a couple different reasons. <laughs> I, I right. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> so Ananias doesn't want to do it because of the uncomfortableness of like, I don't know if I'm going to get killed. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is a fear for his own life. But yeah. then there's this other part of it is who wants to save Saul? Right. Who wants, he's not worth saving. Right. Right. Like right. he's not the guy worth rescuing. Yeah. There's surely somebody else. Like this is the persecutor of all. Like why am I wasting my time? Yeah. Why am I wasting my time <laughs> on that person? And I exactly. think in this, I think it's good for us to talk about that. Cause I don't think anybody would say somebody's not worth saving, but their actions do. Mm -hmm. Would oh, you agree? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, tell me a little bit about, I'm mean, tell me your thoughts on all that. We, how do we as Christian people at times ignore the Sauls of the world or not give them a time of the day or who are those people? Like, who are we ignoring? Cause I do think sometimes Nikki and I don't, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but sometimes the underprivileged, I think Christianity yes. ignores except mm -hmm. at Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that bad. No, I'm yeah. just saying at times it's like, well, they're poor because they don't have a job. Get a job. I mean, when you get a job, then we'll... Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you see that or not. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is everybody, but yeah. I'm like, I think it's hard sometimes Majority. for Christians to view people with the worth that they truly are, right? Because what you're doing is you're also giving them worth, like yeah. in what you're doing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Do you think that and not think that? I, I, mean, think, I think you're right. I think, like you said, I think they're kind of out of sight, out of mind yeah. at times, right. um, you know, just, you know, specific times. And, um, and I think they sense that. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And so it's, um, 
but some of them I think don't want to be for sure mm -hmm. for sure mm -hmm. yeah it's just somewhere in between like I'm trying to get to this place like can we truly unveil some things because I've heard people you know no offense to you either Jenny but yeah. like I've heard people say like Stop being an addict. Yeah. Not to you personally. No, I know. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying no. in general. I mean, I've heard people no, that's be like, true. stop being they think an addict. Stop just using drugs. You tell them, yeah. Why, stop doing It's not yeah. that. I don't think we have enough empathy. Mm -mm. And yeah, I just, I don't think we truly care. Like, I, again, mm -hmm. I think we live in a world where we have become selfless mm -hmm. or selfish, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not selfish. Because the mindset shift for Ananias was, what God did for him that I think made the shift was is he's like, oh, all of a sudden he went and he called same. him brother Saul, mm -hmm. right? He didn't say, oh, I'm here on behalf of God because he made me come and you loser. I'm going to pray over you, but I hope you don't get healed, mm -hmm. right? He came there and said, brother Saul. So he saw this mindset, mindset shift. And that right. shift was is that Jenny is my daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when I come to her and I look at her, I don't look at her based upon what the world says she is. Right. And I think as Christians, sometimes we're like, well, Jenny's an, was an addict or that yeah. person is and that person has done instead of saying, like, I would go to war for my family. Mm -hmm. And you said that, Nikki. Right. Mm -hmm. Like for your family, ain't nobody touching them. Mm -mm. Right. And so what he's trying to do is give us this bigger picture that we're all family. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And then when I look at Jenny, it's like, yeah, she's my daughter. Yep. Right. And you're going to go to war for your daughter and you're right. going to do whatever it takes instead of it just being like, Oh, you're a crackhead or mm -hmm. you're a poor person or you're a, you're an adulterer or you're a, you know what I mean? The labels, labels that yeah. go into it. And then Christians just are like looking at him drown being like, cause that's when I told my old dog story, you know, of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. And I'm sure people were judging then. And it's yeah. like, why do we have to judge? Like, why do we yeah. have to judge by the thing that was done or, I mean, why as Christians, especially like that's what blows my mind. Well, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes I do it too. But why turn your back on somebody who's that, drowning? Yes. Like that's the point I don't get. Like, do you think that's helpful? Like, do no. you think they're learning something by you just turning their back and they're out there treading water? Well, and it makes them not want to, uh, the person or them. I was going to say, like, if you're ignoring them and they're trying to get, help and somebody just overlooks them then it makes them just not want to try oh, right. yeah, again. you know they right. just kind of put themselves back in that shell and be like well i'm gonna just stay here because nobody wants to help me or nobody under you know understands yes. or you know the defeat from mm -hmm. previous yeah yeah trying, i mean yeah. they get defeated because here they are trying to get help for whatever it might be and people are just not right not helping them. And so why, why should I reach out? Why should I ask for help? Because nobody's going to help me. Yeah. I treaded water mm -hmm. for long enough and I'm giving up treading mm -hmm. water. I'd yeah. rather sink because yeah. treading water and keeping my head above water and why people are trying to shove me back down, mm -hmm. which is again, some of what happens in culture, like mm -hmm. Christian culture is supposed to be regardless, regardless of what that person has done, mm -hmm. the responsibility is to lift them up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's yeah. just, that's what it is. I mean, and I know I've heard people say, but every time I lift them up, they're just going to go out and do it again. Well, that's, I don't, that's not my responsibility. Right. My responsibility isn't whether they go out and do it again. My responsibility is to go out on the ice and pull them out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just what you said. That's exactly kind of going along with you. Like the person had tried to help, mm -hmm. but then they felt maybe rejected or used or something when the person went out and did it again, mm -hmm. instead of seeing like 
them exactly how God does. Like mm-hmm. we do that all the time to God. No, that's right. I mean, that's a great perspective, Jenny. I mean, we're doing it every day. Every to day. Him. Every day every to day. him, we're letting him down. Yes. Yep. And he's still picking us back up. And so again, like, why can't we get a right view of ourselves? If you have a right view of yourself, it's not so hard to go out there and right. help somebody that's drowning because right. you get picked up every day. Right. You know, and that we as Christians, and that was the whole idea. So intentionally, mm-hmm. we have to love the way Christ loves, which means we have to care about their eternity. Because right. to let somebody drown is 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 heartless in the mind of of what God has said mm-hmm. Christians are we're supposed to be known by our love and our love being specific in the fact that purposefully we're supposed to care where they spend eternity. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we as Christians have to live purposely or intentionally mm-hmm. loving people, not loving their actions or loving their choices right. or loving any of those things, but we're loving them enough to care about where they spend eternity. Mm-hmm. So we're at the end. So advice, Jenny, if you're looking at, if we're out there and we're talking to people, you know, that are listening on our podcast or watching online, if you could give them some advice to say like, the way that we can continue to keep our hearts and our minds open to the rescue, right? right? That it's our responsibility that Jenny's plan A and that yeah. she's like, how do we help people do that? I think the best way would be to put yourself. I mean, I do this a lot. I'm very empathetic and mm-hmm. I think that's what the world needs. I think we need to put ourselves either in their shoes or put one of our family members in their shoe. Mm-hmm. Like what if that was your mom or daughter or son or, you know, a grandpa or just anybody, what if that person was in your family and how would you react differently? Cause mm-hmm. I guarantee that you would, and I guarantee you wouldn't walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I don't know. I just, I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in your day to be able to walk away from it and just be able to completely push it off and not think about it. And then it's the out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Stay so busy. You don't have to look. Yes. You know, it's better to not see it. Right. If you can stay away from it, don't watch anybody drown. You're fine. Yeah. You know, so stay busy enough. Your eyes never come off what you right. want and then you never see other people. Yeah. I think it just goes back to exactly what we had talked about previously when it's whatever breaks God's heart needs to break ours. For like sure. maybe just get in more quiet time. It's, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Just Nikki, any thoughts? I agree with Jenny with putting yourself in their shoes, you know, because it, you do look at it a a different way when it's your mom or your brother or your, you know, your sister that might be, you know, going through that. And it gives you, like you said, um, the, then you see it differently and you want to, you want to help, you know, and empathy, like being empathetic, like, that is a huge thing. And there are so many people, though, in this world that don't have empathy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not something that you can teach people mm-hmm. to have. It's like right. you either have empathy or you don't have empathy. Um, right. And I think it's frustrating because when you are an empathetic person and you do try to help in, in that and you see somebody on the other, it's, it's frustrating. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, why are you not seeing that? Yeah. Like, why do you not why don't understand? You care? Yeah. Right. Like, um, you know, but like you said, just, just seeing it and through their eyes and, right. and, you know, what their eyes and your people in their, in their position and that changes your mind then if it could happen to you. And it will, like mm-hmm. it will, you're bound to have something within reach of you, friend, like distant, something will happen to somebody. Yeah. And I'm going to err on the side of, cause I don't know, I say that I'm not very empathetic, because mm-hmm. I'm not a really emotional guy. But you don't have to be emotional to be empathetic. 
That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to speak to the guys because I know there are a lot of guys oh, yeah. that are looking at it like, and I would, this is my recommendation. It's always obedience over comfort. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. obedience over comfort. You make these decisions. Empathy comes because you care where their soul is. Stop judging their life decision. Stop judging the decision that my dumb dog went to the middle of the pond and <laughs> fell in, in the middle of the ice. Exactly. It's obedience, right? At the end of the day, I'm going to jump in there and I'm going to get him out of there. I'm not happy with about him. The dog was an idiot and I thought he, he probably would. Yeah. Here's my point. This is sometimes how guys think, mm-hmm. though. And, right. it's, and it's okay. This is all I'm saying. It's okay to think this way. Yeah. But it shouldn't change the, your reaction. Mm-hmm. You still should save. You still should yeah. do, and you still should rescue because it's obedience, mm-hmm. not how you feel. Like don't you don't have to bring that into it. You because guys are way more weird that way. Right. Like, you know, you should have, and I don't know, and like they they try to rationalize all that out. I'm just saying, if you want to be a man after God's own heart, He says choose obedience over comfort. Mm. And if you do those things, you don't have to rationalize all of the what ifs and all of the decisions in between or whether that person should or shouldn't have been on the ice Mm -hmm. or that person shouldn't, shouldn't have a job or that person should or shouldn't go do drugs. Mm. If you give money, you don't, you don't rationalize. You don't have to do any of those things. Don't go there for men. Make it black and white. Obedience should always outweigh comfort. Just go. Right. And so just go get it done and let God, deal with the rest of their mm-hmm. decisions. That's not anything for you to deal mm-hmm. with, right? Yours is only to rescue. That would make our life so much easier. Like we <laughs> make our lives so hard. Yes. Really. Right. Reality. And that's and why I was just yeah. saying for a guy, especially, right. We always have this in between excuse of why, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just saying, take them out. Mm-hmm. Your job is not the outcome of what happens. Your job is to get them out of the water. Your job is to rescue them. What they do after the rescue, they might turn right back around and jump in. Right. Mm-hmm. You're still supposed to rescue them. Obedience over comfort. Obedience over comfort. Don't judge how many times they jump in the water and drown. Right. Yeah. right? I just think that's such an important part of what we do. Agreed. All right, Jenny. Yes. Fan segment. Fan Why do we do segments. the fan segment? So fan segment is, our whole goal behind it is we want to interact with you. We want, um, if you have comments, questions. Send us gifts, which Jenny us. never yeah. noticed. Well, we you know. so deep in our conversation. Oh, when I first got here, that's correct. Yeah, so yes. send us oh gifts. Gosh, yes. Look you could send us gift. candy. It doesn't have to be that we're naughty, which is what yes. we got. Like, if you want to send us candy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, food or yes you yeah. know what actually i got a whole bag of pumpkin spice yes or pumpkin spice kit kats from charity oh wow well so we'll see sweet. who the star of the podcast is and it yep. ain't me it ain't me they're all gone <laughs> three days yeah it so was a really part of our fan segment can be people can send us notes yes, even if it's please don't send me kit kats because yeah. i have no control it's like crack <laughs> Like, I was, like, eating them, and I almost threw it away one day. Listen. I'm like, no, I need them. Yes, somebody needs to bring in. Send us a bunch of them, and we'll put piles of them no. in here to see if Jenny can make it. Oh, my make gosh. Can I read So what do they send us? Okay, so it's in a little cute bag for us, and it says, you've been naughty, so here's the scoop. All you get for Christmas is snowman poop. And they're little, little balls. Yeah. <laughs> little, little balls. Like so you can send us balls. stuff, and what yes. else? And... Your pictures, when we do a fan segment, we do that. 
for interaction and engagement and to get you involved because that's what we want. And last week's was? And last week's was Christmas pajamas, thanks to Nick. And so, <laughs> and just as a reminder. We have the new way to text? Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, no. Oh. And I'm just going to, this is just like a, if you're a fan and you're watching and you're getting ready to win something, sometimes you have to remind Jenny to give you your gift. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That is very, very true. Because <laughs> there is a gift for the winner. There is, yes. Yeah, Jenny just sometimes forgets to give it to you. Yes. Okay, so how can go. people yes, how can people send it in first? Okay, so you can either do it the old school way by emailing us at the roundtable at lifehuntington.com or now the new way. we have the new way, Ooh. which all you have to do, I think you just text that to get started, correct? Okay, yeah. So you, you text that to podcast to 260-408-8383. And, and once they've text podcast to that, then they're in. Yeah, they Is can that save right, it Nick? after that, right? Is that how it yeah. works? Yeah. They'll, they'll join our podcast group and we can send out notifications. Oh, like we have a group? Yes. Yeah. We have groupies? Woo. Do we have yeah, any I groupies need to get yet? That group. <laughs> Oh yes, gosh. become a groupie. I know. Then to. I can yeah. send you really a few yes. selfies. <laughs> become Good a morning. podcast groupie. So we got these pictures. So yes, the great thing is everybody gets to vote on them. Yep. Here we go. Best Christmas pajamas. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Who's okay. that? They're not pajamas. No. But they're matching and they could be worn as well. Okay. No. I, do. <laughs> no, I know. It has nothing to do with what we yes, said. Yes, it does. Those are pajamas. No, she has they're not. On. Those yeah. are pajamas. Okay. Yes, they are. You broke the rules. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Who is that? That is a uh, charity. What? Huh? Yes. No. Yes. yes, it is. She said that that is her Eve Eve um, costume. Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously? So she's going to wear that on wow. Thursday. Okay. Oh, oh that's a good one. Oh, family. I, Buffalo Plaid Man. That is so in. What? I love the buffalo plaid. That's what the style of That's flannel. called buffalo plaid. Yes, it is. You learn something new every day. Yeah. I guess. Just, <laughs> just like, let's go Braden. Let's go Braden. <laughs> oh, no, Brandon. 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 Oh, let's go gosh, Brandon. I can't even get it right. <laughs> it's okay. like the name thing. Oh, look at him. See, buffalo plaid and something else. I already told her wow, that she their got my dogs vote. have pajamas. Who That's sent so that cute. in? Alex. Oh, really? Yeah, so she got a new dog. Oh, well, it's wow. actually, they're related. They were in the same litter. So okay. they know each other. They go way back. <laughs> <laughs> back okay. to the womb. Yeah, but they're, aren't that crazy? They're related. What's the next one? That's it. That's, That's it? Yeah. Okay, oh. so next vote. Um, I'm going with Jessica Ulrich. She was the, they were the family. Uh-huh. Okay. I already told Alex I'd vote for her. Oh, you can't be doing a conspiracy. I, I know. Well, I, sh I saw the picture in my mouth, you know, gets the best of me. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cute. That's it. That's, that's, it? that's, that's your vote, Nikki? <laughs> I like the dogs, but I also like that the, fact I know. That the family getting everybody involved in it and not just, yeah. So I think the family. I'm there. so into the whole I'm for the family. Woo! Family. So their names? Yay. Jessica. Yay. Yay. So make sure that you get. Yes. You'll so make sure that you get her her stuff. I will. Okay. I'll set a reminder. Yeah, and Siri. become a podcast groupie because if you don't get it, you can put it on the podcast. Jenny's a failure. <laughs> Somebody show up. I haven't got I my gift. I will totally yes. accept that. Yeah, the text of I, I showed that. up and Jenny wasn't here. Does anybody know where Jenny is? Right? And then she's got all these podcasts. Yeah. Groupies coming out. Yes. Yeah, okay. What's next all week? All right. So next week. Well, 
technically, it's going to be next year. So next year, the one that you'll be sending in is your favorite moment, moments from Christmas. Or and uh, or Wait a second. You said years. moment or moment? Is moments. A, oh, moments. moments. Okay. What if from we do Christmas. Christmas and New Year's? Because, I mean, by the time we meet again, it's going to be around there. Is it? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because our next one is going to be the end of the year show. The okay. cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. Yeah, the cliffhanger. Yeah, just she's gonna be announcing something that's gonna be the cliffhanger for might change your life. Yeah, might maybe. Not, maybe. So you better tune might, in yeah. to the last episode of season two with and it could be a little bit like Yellowstone. Ooh. Where everybody gets shot. Yep. Mm. But we all re- but we all recover. But we all recover. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I didn't think that you were. Can you believe that? <laughs> Dang it! Oh, oh no, they don't all recover. They don't all recover. They don't all recover. I don't really know what happens in the end of it all. Who's talking about here? That's what I thought. Yeah. So can we shoot Jenny with a paintball gun next week? Oh, absolutely. With a paintball gun. Yeah. Yeah, we'll come in and I'll Shoot wax her. With it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have one at home that works? Not a paintball. I think my brother does. No, seriously, you'll have a welt and cry, so we can't no, do I that. Won't. We get oh, a shirt. I'm tough. Yes, you will. I am a redhead, and redheads are very, very high pain tolerant people. Okay, let me punch you after this. Move after your. this, and I see. I beg for people to punch my if arm. If I Nobody punched your does. arm right now, you would cry. No, I wouldn't. You would. No. Okay. I might hold my breath. Okay. So thanks everybody for joining us. It's such a pleasure to have you yeah. on Nikki. Yeah. And again, I Jenny, like, Oh yeah, Jenny, like always, it's great to, to be together. And again, we look forward to you guys continue to subscribe so you can yeah. go online and subscribe. If you listen online, um, also watch us on YouTube so mm-hmm. you can go on and watch us on YouTube. If you enjoy seeing Jenny's dress every <laughs> week, she always says, wait for it. We didn't even, Hold on, I did not wear stuff for it not to be called out. Yeah, on the naughty on list. On the naughty list. Yeah. I've had this for quite some time. Right. And you yeah. got the, the snowman balls too sure. on the naughty yeah, list. That, to go right. with that. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they knew who the naughty the person was. Jen, oh Jenny's God, name. That's right. Yeah, Jenny. I it's didn't to even you. It. Yeah. <laughs> they knew I was going to wear this. Yeah. So, <laughs> they yeah, put it I together. Didn't All right. Yeah. But thanks for joining us. And again, we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Yeah. Bye. Bye.